From core mechanics to general flow and feel, we discuss six important things players can expect from Street Fighter VI. Also, almost all of the reactions from those who have played are positive thus far. Has Capcom found that perfect balance between accessibility and dynamic core gameplay? All on this week's episode of Talkin' Block. All right, welcome back to another episode of Event Hub's Talk and Block. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. How excited are you for uh, what you've seen with Street Fighter VI so far? Pretty excited. So excited. I actually want to talk about the six big things fans should expect from the game. But John, before they do that, can they punch the uh, Cycle Crush a like button, please? It helps out the channel just a ton. But how are you feeling about the game? I'm. There's a lot of positive momentum, and I'll talk about that in my segment that we talk about today later on. But yeah, it's it's really looking good at, and I, I'm going to try not to say this 8 million times today, even at this very early stage, right? The stuff is subject to change for sure, but... Uh, even even right now, things are going in a really good direction, and I'm excited to start digging through it. Uh, but yeah, like you said, please, guys, give us a like if you could. Um, subscribe if you haven't. We're really trying to grow this YouTube channel and, and make it do cool things, but we can only do that with you. So uh, much appreciated. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, and let's jump into it. And the power is in our audience's hands. So, bud, speaking of power elsewhere, of the six big things, number one is drive gauge. The drive gauge is actually a really big deal in Street Fighter VI, and it's a heavy basis actually for all the gameplay uh, so far. Getting hit at certain times, blocking certain attacks, or unleashing some of the attacks can all drain your drive gauge, putting you in a burnout state. And the burnout state is actually something you very much do not want to have happen to you. Uh, right now, we've heard reports uh, of, of the following being weakened, and that's walk speed, damage, and stamina. Uh, those are all really important things that you want to have going for you. Uh, but not only that, but players can be stunned and chipped out when they're in burnout right now. Uh, so going YOLO and burning through your drive gauge has consequences big time in this game. But John, how how has a drive gauge appeared to you so far? How do you think it's going to impact things? Um, well, first of all, it is... Uh as things exist right now, it is incredibly uh, central to all of the gameplay, right? Because um, the five different components of the drive gauge uh, or of the drive system, right? Like those are, are incredibly important to what you want to do both on offense and on defense. Um, the other big thing about it is that as you watch, you realize uh, a lot of times the drive gauges don't go in one direction or the other. They swing. And what by, what I mean by that is when you're doing uh, like counter hit damage, for instance, you're gaining drive gauge while your opponent is losing it. If you're landing a level three super, your opponent is losing and you're gaining. It's usually one person's getting it while the other's losing. And some of the swings that we've seen uh, just on punishes like right just an offensive punish people can use so much drive gauge so fast and if the momentum shifts after that and suddenly you're on your back that it seems very potentially volatile and that's not necessarily a bad thing um, but yeah so much of street fighter 6 right now is tied to this gauge tied to these mechanics and um and that's almost like an intriguing competitive thing to watch in and of itself as you just watch those meters how they how they shift back yeah. and forth because it means so much but yeah it's it's exciting 
Yeah, it's a, and you know, we already know with games this early in development, like uh, this build of the game could be several months old, you know, like they, they could already have a bunch of other cast members in there. Things could have already changed quite a bit. But but right now, Drive Gauge to me, it looks a lot like stamina meters in other games, you know, from RPGs to whatever, uh, you know, how much you could run, jump and do and stuff like Drive Gauge is very similar to that. How many EX moves can you do? How long can you block for? How long can you parry for? All that stuff is dictated by the Drive Gauge. And you, as you mentioned, you can blow through it super fast if you're not careful. And then you're in a really bad situation. Um, you can do various things to recover from burnout. But but from what I saw in the footage, it took 17 seconds to fully recover from it in the footage I saw. 17 seconds. That is an eternity. And, and that's with game. not like because I know that you can increase that meter and, and shorten the time that you're in burnout if you land successful attacks. Or maybe it's if they block attacks, you know, similar to trying to build back your drive gauge. Um, but is that 17 seconds with some interaction or just like standing with back and waiting? Oh, yeah, so it might even be longer if you're so, just waiting. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy right now. So again, could be tweaked, but yeah, it's burnout is a really big deal. So getting into the next one here, uh, number two, meter management is also a huge thing in this game. Uh, Gutex would be thrilled because this game is all about managing your resources, and there's quite a bit to look after. Mm -hmm. uh, the previously mentioned drive gauge is also the big deal here, but but also your super meters are important to note throughout the match. Uh, you do increase damage with the supers that use more stock, but you also get additional properties too. For example, with a level three super, you can cancel from your specials into it, and normally that's only possible if you're using drive gauge. Also, also, if your health gets below 25% or under that, your level 3 super turns into a critical art, which right now looks like it's the comeback mechanic of Street Fighter 6. Uh, if you've got a full level 3 super and your health is below 25%, you're going to do massive damage if you land that level 3. And there could even be some additional properties on that. Maybe there's an extra 10 frames of invincibility then or something like that. But it's very clear in the footage that that, that Capcom changes your super meter to a critical art then and, and you are you're unleashed at that point, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so I, I'm really curious what's going to happen. And to me, um, when I've seen this land, it, it I think it's best thought of as a fully filled up ultra in Street Fighter 4 just being raw unleashed into your face. Yeah. And, and it looks like it just bleeds you. It, it is such a nasty move. It's, at that it's when you drop below 25%, I believe, and you have a three stocked, fully stocked um, super meter. The, yeah, it turns into a critical art. And it, it's essentially the same thing, but the animation's different. I think it does a little more damage. Um, but like, for instance, I think it's when you're in critical art that when you do the, the Ryu Shin um, Shoryuken that they get like the, the x-ray effect at the end, right? And I know mm -hmm. that with um, um, Jamie, he does like this, like, uh, uh, like, pressure point thing in the neck when it's the critical art version but in the standard level three version he just does this like double donkey double kick you know to your to your face to end it um and and yeah i think that this is also going to be uh like the invincible reversal sort of a thing like you can do that with ex moves or with uh overdrive moves in this but this will also be one of the ways people will try to blow through stuff and and switch yeah. momentum quickly I, and i gotta wonder though because level three supers drain and give drive gauge you might see the strategy around these like if you're doing enough damage to and and in the the round has like played out long enough that you have a level three super i gotta wonder if the strategy is going to be more around manipulating the drive meter because if you're landing a level three super and it's going to mean that when the, the your, your opponent comes out of it they're in burnout which is very much a thing i think this this almost yeah. looks kind of overpowered as it exists right now but right. like it, and they come out of that in burnout it's like that's a lot of momentum like how many times after that scenario is the person in burnout going to win that round
you know it's like yeah. not a lot so uh level three super does seem very powerful as it exists right now and um it, it's not connected to uh, special moves and i also hear that you build super really quickly in this game max i think was saying that every time he looked down he had at least two bars and was surprised by it so yeah. uh yeah this this does look a, like a particularly powerful thing and it is sort of the revenge or or comeback mechanic so um it's it's a big boomer uh maybe too big but too early to tell yeah, and it's uh, not only is it going to be important to watch your opponent's life gauge in this, but also their meters are going to be really important that you're following, especially their drive gauge. Are they on the urge of being burned out, and do you want to just kind of unleash holy hell at them, you know, trying to mm -hmm. get them to that fatigue state because it's just it's worth it to do that, right? There's so many advantages that you can eke out of this by understanding what situation your opponent is in or what situation they're about to be in. Yeah. So meter management, not only yours, but theirs huge and, and absolutely like, huge just to this. compare it to like street fighter 5 for instance critical arts for like like kind of the 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 wisdom on the street was you don't really use critical arts unless it's gonna kill because uh, otherwise you're left without meter now some characters like abigail and cammy have follow-up oki after critical arts so maybe the calculus changes for them a little bit but for the most part it's not usually the right call to spend meter uh, all three of your meter unless you're gonna ko and that's because of the way that game functioned um it's going to be completely different in SF6. And of course, like we said earlier, because it affects the drive meter, it might be based around that specifically. Yeah, well, very well said. Uh, getting into number three here, uh, moves are designed with obvious strengths and weaknesses, especially with the drive system. Now, when you see your opponent go for a drive impact, that's like the focus attack, right? Mm -hmm. You can initiate one yourself, and it should counter them cleanly pretty much every time on reaction. Uh, drive impacts actually have quite a bit of startup on them, um, and this is unlike Street Fighter IV uh, with the focus where there, there's... There, you could backdash out of a focus. Like if you didn't like the results as soon as you went up to your focus pose, you know, like you're winding up for it, you're about to unleash it. Ah, I'm gonna backdash at the last second, get out of it for free, basically. You can't do that here in Street Fighter Six. You are committed to the drive impact when you do it. So if someone sees you winding up in that drive impact, all they have to do is either go to the parry or go to their own drive impact and it should beat you clean most times. Uh, it, it's a big time commitment. And, and that seems to be how Capcom is approaching all of the systems, all the mechanics here in Street Fighter 6. Here's the advantage, here's how to use it, but here's where it does not work all that well. And that is a very global thing here. Uh, and, and like how it works with parries, which I just mentioned, it is... Um, you hold medium punch and medium kick to, to enter the parry state, right? And you're going to parry everything that comes your way. However, uh, unless you do a perfect parry, the recovery time on this move is substantial. And then you're also draining your drive gauge in the process. Sitting there in that state, you're just, your drive gauge is just going and just draining. Um, this is not like third strike where you can fish for parries easily. Uh, you can go in, you know, and, and there's basically, there's minimal drawback to fishing for parries in, in third strike, right? Yeah. Because you're just tapping a button either forward or down. With this, you're in a state where you have a lot of recovery and then throw ranges you can they're they're very good you can be thrown right out of a parry uh the the, the throw range is very large in this and, and like all this stuff it's like okay so yeah you can parry but here are the very clear disadvantages for that as well and this is what i'm really enjoying about street fighter 6 right now is they're like this is how it works but here is the drawbacks for doing this move and everything is spelled out very clearly right now i would say i think that's called balance and it's a wonderfully <laughs> refreshing thing to see uh, i don't expect this game to be perfectly balanced especially on release it as it's always a journey and things always get better from where we start in vanilla that said 
uh, there are certain things that you want to have a, an obvious balance or, you know, a yin and a yang to from the start and your core mechanic, your core, like the thing that the main gameplay is based around, you would hope that a lot of attention is paid to that and that it's one uh, sexy for newcomers to come in and use. Yes. Drive Impact is going to be the, uh, the the scrub killer and the go-to scrub. I don't even want to say scrub. The newer players are going to use this a lot because it's got a no, lot. John, John, say scrub because when I get hit by that, I'm going to call myself a scrub and I'm going to be calling myself a scrub a lot. So. Well, it, it's, it's so it's so enticing because one, it's, it's kind of the cheapest thing you can do out of the drive moves, save for like regular parry. But anyways, it only costs one bar. It's got defense and offensive properties to it so you're going to be yeah. just think of two new players kind of mashing and then what this move is going to do it's going to absorb up to three hits and then it it has like the coolest most satisfying animation paint splatters out you can get a wall bounce off of it so powerful it's going to beat things when you're when your opponent is being overly aggressive um and uh, and, and it also has more utility once you get into burnout people are going to spam this all day a la focus but then like what you're saying there's already to those of us that are kind of more seasoned and can know what to look for there's already counters to it so as much fun as new players are going to have with that then the other the more experienced players and those that care to stick around long enough to dig deeper into the game are going to learn the counters to it and that's fun too because as fun as someone doing a drive impact and you drive impacting them back uh you know and you get splat cool endorphins right but but then if you learn how to perfect parry that and then follow up with a badass combo, that's even more fun. And you can already see at this incredibly early stage how that progression is there and how it appeases the the, the newcomers and those that are willing to go deeper. Oh, it, it's got some momentum, baby. Yeah, yeah, feeling it. Uh, the other thing is uh, Drive Rush, which actually sounded really powerful initially. That's where you stick a normal on someone and then you can cancel it and dash forward, right? Uh, but that takes three bars to do. And I was thinking of, you know, Laura's V uh, V skill in Street Fighter Five, where, you know, she sticks a normal on you and then she dashes right in. And yeah, she's negative, but she's in such a spot as a grappler. It's a very advantage type of thing. Well, three bars is a considerable amount of meter to spend on something like that. Um, and we we just talked about how heavy of a thing that, that burnout is. And it's like, man, I don't, uh, there's going to be some times, especially as like a grappler character or someone you want to be up in, in the face of, of someone, you're probably going to try that once. If you try it twice, you're definitely gonna, probably going into burnout and then you're in such a bad situation you're you're really going yellow there um but again that's um a great risk for great reward potentially that i like that and, and then another thing here we're seeing is fireballs also travel very quickly across the screen uh and with and with the way uh parries work um it, it seems like this is a way of, of making fireballs still very effective unlike how they were in third strike where pretty much it was just parry bait and you can't perfect parry fireballs currently mm -hmm. so if you want to you know perfect parry them get a bunch of drive gauge you can't do that uh, and not only that it's just it's very easy to just walk right into a fireball because of how fast they go think of um um, uh, hyper fighting Ryu with how fast his fireballs were. Same thing with like Sagat, uh, maybe old Sagat and stuff like that in uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. The fireballs move very quickly in this. And then on top of that, you can also, we just saw it with Guile recently, you can do the uh, the perfect sonic boom, you know, kind of thing. We don't know all the properties it's got on it, but you know, it's, it's juicing up stuff if your execution is on point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it's just very apparent that yes, Perry's going to nerf fireballs. So we're going to right off the bat buff fireballs to be out in front of that. And the fact that Capcom is paying attention to those things and attending to them from even before when the game launches, it, it, it's a good sign.
Yeah, it's uh, it's really clear here that the developers are trying to avoid OP moves that have few to no counters. Shoutouts to V Trigger activations in Street Fighter Five because that, yeah, you yeah. know. Anyway, so moving on here, uh, and, and shockingly enough, actually, for some people, uh, this is the same team that made Street Fighter Five. Again, I people know I love Street Fighter Five. I think it's a great game. It's just this is Capcom learning their lessons and, and adjusting for the next game out. Um, so I'm I'm really stoked about this game for a lot of reasons. But at number four. Street Fighter 6 is being approached with a full acknowledgement of the problems of Street Fighter 5, right? Uh, this is a big deal because the developers were quick to note that the game's netcode is being redesigned from scratch, since Street Fighter 5's netcode reputation was not very good. Having a programming background here, I can say that, you know, sure, uh, that that's uh, that's certainly, there's no point in not porting over good code, and there are good aspects of Street Fighter V's netcode. Shockingly enough, there's some parts of it that run well. Overall, it does not run well, and it's a better idea to basically reinvent the wheel, especially with the RE engine. Um, but um, another thing that, that Capcom's looking for is, is uh, they're, they're saying that they, they want players to have more freedom of expression from the get-go, which was another thing that, that people did not like about Street Fighter V. Everything felt too samey in that game, and they're like, no, we don't want that to be an issue. We're going to put the, these tools in players' hands and, and we want them to have a lot of freedom to play offensively, defensively, neutral, whatever from day one. It's up to them how to use these tools that have these clear outlines of how they, uh, what the strengths are, what the weaknesses are, but how are you going to apply them? So the way that Dalsum might apply, uh, you know, if, the reverse if he's in the game, if he's in the game, right, of course, um, um, uh, might apply, you know, the, the um, what is it, uh, a drive reversal, I think it's called in this game, um, uh, it might be way different than how, you know, Ryu might apply that, mm -hmm. right? And that might be a huge part of Dalsum's game plan, um, where if for, you know, a, a real player, or depending on the real player, that might be a huge part of theirs. And like, But those tools are there from the get-go, and, and it's going to be very nice. It's like, here's the tool set, go run with it. It's so apparent that you, and like, again, the drive system, this is where it all comes from, well, for the majority, uh, you know, you could play a defensive Ryu, you could play an offensive Ryu, uh, you could switch from round to round, but the, because you can spend drive meter in so many different ways and so quickly, uh, the, the options to... Uh, express yourself as a player you know wherever you want that offensive dial to be i it's it's we haven't seen anybody really play the game yet but i'm already like i i could tell the difference probably between you know gamer b or, or dago even though they're playing the same character or something like that you know just mm -hmm. you could probably tell the difference between uh, uh rounds of the same player using something because they could change gears and there you go there's so much potential in expression so much yeah yeah, and um, uh, so talking again about the problems of Street Fighter V, well, well, Street Fighter VI uses the RE engine, the Reach for the Moon engine, which is something Capcom has full control over. Uh, they actually have a really outstanding team of programmers there. Uh, and, and a good way of telling that is like, you know, with Devil May Cry, Resident Evil and other stuff, you look at the graphics, you look at the engines that the, the power those games, they are as good as their contemporaries, you know, like with the Unreal Engine and all the other engines that are out there for game development. Capcom's game engines are really good, uh, and they've traditionally been that way. Um, but with Street Fighter V, the company was running out of money there were so many numerous issues with development the game really was cursed you know for a lot of reasons um but this is it, this is a whole different thing now this time around because uh, if capcom say they're having trouble with like model clipping or input delay they can go to their own internal tech team and say hey can you guys go you know fix this for us basically uh we, you know we're having trouble with uh you know i don't think birdie's going to be in this one but you know birdie's models clipping through himself and whatnot can you guys just so fix dumb. that for us yeah and and their tech team can go yeah um, sure well, actually we we know all this stuff and, and one of the results of actually being able to do this is um we've seen that that um the limbs how they animate when they're blocking and doing things in street fighter 6 yeah. that that is unlike any other game out there and that's probably something that the re engine developers at capcom again capcom has really good programmers those are not 
easy to come by. Really strong programmers are, are like few and far between, but Capcom has them. And, and, and they're, so they're able to build this, this custom stuff out there that, that like, it just, it's really nice. So um, I'm, I'm really stoked about this, uh, that, that um, th there's so much more control this time around, so many more resources to work with. Well, I'm no expert, but I was around for the, you know, the saga of Street Fighter V and the talk about Unreal Engine and how there seemed to be like matter of fact input lag because of the use of that and, and other games, I think it was like Tekken 7 had to deal with it too. And, and so it, I mean, again, from my kind of like, you know, novice understanding of it, it sounded like there was just a bunch of matter of fact issues that were very difficult to go in and deal with from the start when it came to creating a fighting game in Unreal Engine. So I got to wonder when you take all those limitations off from the beginning and it's it's stuff that, you know, you speak this language fluently, you have access to all of the parts you can get anywhere in the car that you want, you know, and it's, it's in the same language that you speak. Uh, the potential for tweaking things or making them right from the start uh, is so much higher and you got to, you know, Street Fighter V was hindered in so many ways. This, I think, was a big part of it to basically no longer be training with weighted training clothes on. Uh, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Uh, so number five... Uh, is expect high-level single-player content. Uh, now, we don't actually know what the main plot threads of Street Fighter VI are going to be yet. However, the World Tour mode is, is a single-player mode, and Nakayama has said that it's a completely different experience than what fighting games traditionally offer. Uh, they said that the, the players will be able to experience the characters' backstories and discover what kind of people they are within Street Fighter VI. And it's actually very much unlike what we've seen in other Street Fighter titles, he said. Like, this is, you know, the World Tour mode and, like, Alpha is what people are calling back, but this is really, it's... He, I don't know if it's completely unique to Street Fighter or completely unique to fighting games, um, but it, it's going to be quite the quite the um, novel experience, basically. And, and this should just be in addition to the main story and arcade modes we're all anticipating as well. Uh, because last we left off, Bison was defeated. We've got confirmation of that. He's now officially, you know, Shadowloo's gone. G has risen up to take his place, but we don't know if he'll be the main bad guy in this game. Or although you know it was set up that way in Street Fighter Five to essentially be, you know, hey, G is going to be the main guy, um, but. Regardless, real Toro mode, arcade mode, and a single-player story would be quite a bit more than we initially got with Street Fighter V, and I'm expecting a very robust and detailed uh, set of single-player content to play through this time around. Uh, John, how is it looking? Depends on, on what you mean by robust and detailed. I will, I will give that it's almost certainly going to be a richer experience than what we have had in the past. Uh, they're spending extra effort and focus on this to begin with, but... You know, we're coming from a franchise where uh, characters are, are just fighting because they've in, encountered each other and they try to give them some kind of like a, a reason or right. a motivation. But it's right. just so silly. It's like, hey, what's going on? My favorite not, color is green. Gonna Let's be, fight. Yeah. You know, Yeah, they're not going to be nominated for an Oscar or anything like that for the best writing or anything you're, you're thinking of. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, but you yeah. mentioned earlier, they said something along the lines of you'll, you'll kind of like hear like the, the characters, uh, what is like motivations and personality within the world of, mm -hmm. you know, within mm -hmm. Metro City. So that's cool. Someone posted today, like the interaction that you see between uh, um, Alex and Dalsam in Street Fighter V and, and Alex walking around. He's this huge buff dude walking around downtown New York and Dalsam appears floating and he's like, are you a mugger? And, and Dalsam goes, what? And he's like, 
not on my watch and then that's how they get into a fight it's so silly and like you know able like have you seen my dog time to fight and (laughs) yeah it it, that that is street fighter i mean you have to have some amount of cheese to that because you know that the good guys aren't going to fight each other chun li and guile aren't going to fight each other for any reasons whatsoever pretty much right but you you sometimes have to come up with reasons for that like you know chun li gets brainwashed for two seconds because you know whatever reasons and stuff oh you could you could do something like hey you know it looks like you've been uh we haven't fought in a while you've been practicing oh i have let me show you a move you know or hey i feel kind of sick today Ooh, i'm gonna fight you (laughs) (laughs) all of all of the above are completely within the the realm of possibility though so but no i I am excited for this single player content uh mainly because they've put out such an effort to show that like hey you remember how street fighter 5 launched with no single player content and it was 60 percent of a game well uh forget that and that's not going to be what we're uh defined as anymore it's not going to be the first thing that people think uh you gotta know that the marketing the development all the teams are like let's get away from that identity because that does not serve us at all and uh and, and already they're clearly doing that so we'll see how the actual execution comes through when the game is released and such but already it's it's clearly an improvement yeah uh, based on past statements by the development team they had previously said that they expected this game story mode to rival that of nrs games uh maybe that changed along the way we'll see um but it looks like we're going to get a full feature single player you know set of content again like i'm very confident that it's going to be least as good as what street fighter five uh street fighter four had i should say um but i think it's going to be a good bit better again with the real tour mode and other stuff but but nakayama said that that he's making a fighting game but beyond that he's making a street fighter game that is a much for a much wider audience street fighter 6 is not just for the hardcore fighting game fans but for people who might not be well versed in the genre as well like he he's really trying to make an all-encompassing game where if you put down your 60 bucks for it you're getting a full-on experience that you could enjoy even if you're not a hardcore fighting game fan Mm. I'm down. So, yeah, I'm hoping I'm you know, crossing my fingers on that one. I think it's going to work out pretty well, though. Uh, again, Capcom's history is, is pretty solid. But at number six, uh, there are tons of callbacks to previous Street Fighter games and lots of hidden details here. Uh, while the initial launch roster got leaked, uh, Capcom is known to change things up when this happens. So we might not actually know everyone on the launch list as, as well as we thought we did. Um, it, this is numerous times I, I know of a bunch of leaks that have happened. And what they did is Capcom's like, well, let's take this character and move them later on down the road or do this with them. Uh, more than likely, most of the characters that were in the leak are going to be there on the launch list, you know, launch roster, I should say. But again, Capcom just changes stuff up. They're like, okay, well, that happened. Well, now this character's DLC or maybe going away for a while, maybe going away for good. Uh, they do mix stuff up quite a bit. Um, and now, on top of that, though, uh, there are tons of details in the backdrops in the animations and, and uh, callbacks to stuff that happened in like Street Fighter 2 and beyond. Uh, so, this this seems overall like a big time love letter to fans of the Street Fighter fan- franchise going out of their way to acknowledge past games and instances that are notable. Uh, for example, in one of the screens that first pops up in the trailers, there's a bunch of graffiti names, uh, which might tell us who's planned for the game with characters like Vega and Bison and Cammy and others having their names written in paint. You know, and, and it's it's right at the start of Guile's trailer and like a bunch of people have their, you know, names and stuff in there uh, um, signed up on. Um, so Kimberly uh, was also shown in one of the screens for the Battle Hub area. We did a story about that one. Um, and then there's Chun-Li's theme is even a reference to her Street Fighter 2 ending where you can make the choice to stay in Interpol, you know, the police agency, or go live your life as a young girl. Uh, her theme is literally titled, titled Not a Little Girl because of how much older she is and it passed that point in her oh, life. Oh, so we know and which that, choice she made. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's so many callbacks to, you know, from the poses when people, you know, go to the burnout states and all this kind of stuff. There, there's This is a big love letter to fans of Street Fighter, not just, oh, you know, here's here's a hardcore fighting game experience and other stuff like that. It's like, oh, no, do you enjoy this franchise? Where well, here's a bunch of callbacks. Like, I mean, again, this is in a lot of ways, it's a, um, a, a love letter to fans of, of the first Street Fighter game with the callbacks to actually fighting on the streets and the graffiti and other stuff like that. That is a that is very much heavily a, a big part of the first Street Fighter game, which had kind of went away with all the subsequent games, but now it's back. And then the third strike callbacks and the the you know the focus and the parry mechanics and stuff from those previous games. Like this is such a a a big time kind of like greatest hits version of what I'm I'm seeing from Street Fighter. Yeah, there's a uh, in the very beginning there's that Times Square area of Metro City and all the billboards have so many things, whether it's like Hakan's oil and uh, there's there's this page where it looks like a, an ad for like some like Scientology kind of like thing, but it's it's Gil right, and it's like all the characters there have their two different colors and the 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 text is all in blue and red and it's like gill quotes and things along those lines um yeah there's there's a ton i mean the entire single player uh, uh world tour mode feels like just a collection of callbacks to both final fight and in metro city street fight or whatnot um and and who knows which characters you're going to run into it feels very much like uh what is it uh, the shujinko adventures of mortal Kombat deception i think it was way back in the day but hey i'm down with that and see what capcom does with it in the street fighter they, they certainly have the world to do it in and i would be happy to you know run around oh there's abigail scrapyard and the, the yep. you know the statue yeah. of liberty back in the background that i remember yep. from playing final fight back in the day and things like that so uh, yeah I'm, I'm i think it looks good too and i'm not one really for single player fighting game content these days that's like my secondary priority if that but i'm still intrigued by it for sure well said all right so we're moving on mm-hmm. moving on to the bigger, I was going to say, and better things, but not better things, just uh, different things. Uh, so Street Fighter Six, there has been uh, the first playable build in uh, Summer Games Fest or Summer Game Fest in LA. So a select number of people got to go and experience it. These are people that are in the FGC and know what to expect and inspect. And then there are people that are just kind of more general, like gaming journalists and such. But the point is, we've been seeing reactions from kind of both of these camps, which has traditionally been the big problem with uh fighting games and in like developers need to appease the newcomers and make their games inviting because they traditionally haven't been but at the same time you don't want to step on the traditional hardcore players that want to really dig into things and you don't want it to be like you know it's so easy that everyone can do it and therefore it doesn't matter that everyone can do it um so you know i i when i was a kid there was this uh candy called the wonder ball the nestle wonder ball are you familiar with that do you remember the commercials for it i don't know if it's still a thing or not not, but it worked. The marketing worked on me. I remember feeling hype about this thing. Uh, long story short, it had a bunch of layers of, of like um, exploration. There was the box and it had some kind of like, you know, a collectible thing on the back. So you'd collect the boxes and then there was like colored foil. You'd peel that away and there's like Nestle chocolate shell. And that was delicious. And that was part of the reason you would buy a Wonder Ball. But you wouldn't stop there. You'd eat the chocolate and then there'd be this plastic ball that you'd open up. And then in the core of it all was like kind of the main thing that you were going for. And that would have either like little prizes, like collectible Disney characters or, uh, you know, like other chocolates or something like that in the inside. Point was, 
the way they did the Wonder Ball, I was in for every layer of that, right? I didn't get to the chocolate and go, this is the best part, and then throw the rest away. If they had done it that way, they didn't do it right, you know? And so when I think about the way fighting games are and the way Street Fighter VI is presented to people, it is drawing people's attention very effectively. And they are coming in not knowing the first thing about fighting games and still feeling completely satisfied as we're going to go over some reactions to the different, like, you know, kind of types of people that have expressed themselves um, having been able to play this and at the same time there is uh you know people like you and i who, who are a little more seasoned in the fighting game you know world and we sort of know what to look for we're looking at things and going uh yeah but there's definitely balance to that like you know really initial like we we talked in, a, in our previous segment about drive impact and how that's going to be so appealing to new players because it's got so much obvious utility and it looks really fun to do and you land a drive impact and it's the paint goes everywhere and you feel like you have this control and this ability and uh you, you're able to manifest what you want to see on the screen on the screen and it's like i have never played street fighter before and i was able to do this and it made me want to play more and so you're going to see that people bleed that paint man that's uh, that's <laughs> remember those gatorade bleed that paint all over yeah back in the day the sweat the gatorade sweat uh so so but then like you so everyone's going to be doing that and their mother right but then as as more experienced fighting game player you go oh yeah but then there are so many answers to that immediately and i bet you doing those answers or learning how to instead of just you know drive parry or drive impacting back to perfectly parry and then land a combo afterwards is probably even more satisfying so the point there with that example is a newcomer can come in do what they want to do and feel uh, um, satisfied by it but they're also not stepping on it's not like drive impact is so good that it, that's what the whole game is about right and that if you can land a drive impact you're going to win the round and so it just devolves into doing that it's like no th there's that but you can continue to to delve deeper into it and you're probably motivated to because it's fun to begin with and have even more fun get to the core of that you know and and so you appreciate the outer layer chocolate but it's not where you stop it just motivates you to continue on into the core and if capcom has found that balance at this very early stage if they found that uh that's going to be huge because not only will you grow your fan base but you'll also keep the people that like you know are, are more committed and such and and i'm sorry that are that have been doing it for longer and uh you know want that more traditional experience it's like they're appealing to both sides but is, is that what you're seeing too or do you have a different perspective at this point no it's um uh, the, the biggest thing nakiyama talked about it he said that that the game needs to be fun uh he said that the first and foremost that they're making the game very fun but they also want it in a balanced way where it's not you know fun because you're you're doing super explosive stuff and can compete with you know the justin wongs and daigos out there uh if you've never put practice or time in and stuff that that's not the messaging it's let's make it fun first and then let's balance around that and, and very much a, a sakurai you know a smash brothers kind of quote there mm -hmm. uh but again that's good game development uh, harada said the same thing you mm -hmm. know all the great fighting game developers they, they that is how you make a great game you make it fun first you get the balance in there afterwards so a lot of us uh that sort of are, are from the more traditional fgc are are seeing a lot of things that we like right the balance of the drive system that that there's this there's this obviously strong thing but then here's the counter and then my mind immediately it was like, okay, so how is that going to play out? And, and I start to strategize, and that's interesting in and of itself. But I wanted to grab a couple of reactions from people that got to play the game that are not seasoned fighting game players, not 
directly out of the FGC. Um, so there is Jess Condit, who is a writer for Engadget, and she says this, uh, thank you, Street Fighter Six. For the first time in my life, I wasn't embarrassed to play a fighting game in front of strangers on the show floor of a video game convention, and it was all because of the updated control scheme in Street Fighter Six. She's referencing, of course, the, the modern controls, where everything is sort of uh, uh, very much simplified, but much easier to do. She says, Chun-Li is my favorite Street Fighter character, which usually doesn't end well for her and in six with the modern control type she feels faster and more powerful than ever i ended up using her tensho kicks move often charging toward my opponents and pressing triangle to lift them up with a series of spinning feet to the face but all of her specials came easily and hit hard the fact that the, the, this person who is just kind of more general in the gaming uh, realm or in the fighting game realm i should say remembers the specifics of like i was doing this and then i remember i went and i press triangle and it did this and it felt good and also everything felt like i could do it i had a sense of control early on which to me says they are brilliantly checking that box of that barrier of i get into fighting games and i can't throw a hadouken and my opponent just beats the crap out of me and it's over and i'm demoralized and i want to walk away from it we're hearing it's almost it's almost like she wrote this perfectly to <laughs> to say what we want to hear right is like a newcomer is able to get in and have fun immediately um she says uh the modern controls helped me slow down and appreciate each move it made it easier to connect my inputs with the actions on screen and i feel like i understand street fighter a little better now i might even yes. try out the classic control type when i pick up street fighter 6 in my living room not on the show floor yeah. it's like that's what you want to hear exactly, right yeah yeah um, skill yeah. up. It, it, it's oh, such a, it, well, it's it, it simplified controls that, um, when they're done correctly, and we've seen numerous examples of them being done really well. Uh, I think it's Grand Blue or whatever has uh, the simplified controls, and they have like a cooldown thing on it um, where you can only do it. Like, I'm, I'm trying to remember all the games, but I, I know like uh, David Serlin's like Fantasy Strike. Like, mm. that's all simplified controls, and there's just cooldown meters and stuff. There's a bunch of ways of doing simplified controls without interfering with like, you know, the, the, the top level players. Exactly. I'm really happy to see that implemented in this way and especially again in this example you want people to be able to fundamentally understand what's going on in fighting games even if they have no intention of ever you know trying to take on Daigo or enter a tournament or whatever that's that's perfectly fine you want them to be able to understand and appreciate it and have most most importantly have fun with it have fun with the game uh, and enjoy themselves without having the, this extremely high barrier for injury. Right, and and none of us that kind of know our way around a Street Fighter game already are going like, oh, simplified controls, that looks like it's going to be the optimal way of playing because you're getting rid of a ton of the nuance and a ton of the options that you know, like. You only have like three attack buttons and the game decides whether yeah. they're punches and kicks and stuff and we're going, oh, okay, that's fine. That can be there for the newcomers and that's not at all going to step on what I want to do. And if they're having fun over there doing that, Great. And maybe like she yep. says here, you can evolve into the classic style once you get some momentum with that. That is exactly the function you want from something like that. So the simplified controls doing a lot for things, uh, doing a lot for this game and bringing in new people, but also uh, the 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 satisfaction of this, the general flow of the game. So another person that was at uh, Summer Game Fest and uh, goes by the name Skill Up had like 150K followers on, uh, on Twitter um, and was invited. He says, uh, FGC, let me tell you, I don't know crap about fighting games, but I will tell you that this felt extremely smooth to play. Characters felt weighty without feeling sluggish, and it looks awesome. And uh, I'll put up here also some footage from Vincenzo Laterra of Multiplayer.it. I think he was uh, filming somebody else playing and someone that looks like they don't necessarily know um, a ton about 
Street Fighter, but you can hear in the reactions there, this person says like it was so satisfying immediately, like this is fun to play. And and the the two second impression, you know, the elevator pitch this game gets for someone, it's like it's capturing people right off the bat, even if they're not super yeah. familiar with the series. Um, something about the looks too is um, this is running on PS5 dev kits. All the footage, that, you know, the new footage we've seen, and PS5 dev kits are not capable of running uh, full 4K resolution, as far as I'm I'm aware of. Um, so the game is going to look even better when people get it on PCs and are running it on like you know 3,000 or 4,000 series NVIDIA cards or you know AMD equivalents uh, and running a, a full 4K. You know, like, because, you know, PS5, it can do, like, checkerboard 4K, but it can't do, like, the full-on, like, hey, you know, um, it just doesn't have enough horsepower. So the game's actually going to look even better, like, with some time. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's um, the full 4K resolution is pretty darn nice to run at. So. And and just walking by what we've seen, this game looks really good from from the color schemes and the animations, the movements. I, I haven't landed a like a drive impact, for instance, but I can already tell you that looks fun. That looks satisfying. I'm excited to do that. So if you're walking by and this is in an arcade, there's a reason for you to turn your head and in to go and put a quarter in or like dollars or however much it is to play an arcade game these days um one other person uh sam uh makovic from ars technica also had a response he wrote an entire article we'll link it up in the uh, in the description here but he says after spending two days smacking strangers around in the world's first playable version of street fighter 6 i'm convinced that this is the entry that will bring me a casual fighting game player back to the series but the most crucial stuff the delirious fun that made me want to cancel all of my other appointments at an in-person summer game fest event and play more street fighter 6 already feels locked in and again like i think he's referring to the fact that well it's super early but the core stuff and probably like the drive system and whatnot is for the most part where they kind of want it maybe little tweaks here and there of like how much meter is granted or taken away things along those lines but the the core of the game feels already very satisfying to people and and it's doing what it needs to do now here on the more uh traditional fgc side of things we've had a lot of input from max uh maximilian who's gotten a bunch of time with the game and, and then reported on his findings and shown a bunch of gameplay. And he said something along the lines of it took him about 15 minutes or so to really kind of get like captured by the game. But once he got through that barrier, uh, it was a ton of fun and he had a lot of positives to say about it. But um, let me ask you, how, how are you feeling as you know someone that's been around fighting games for a long time, what you've seen so far? How encouraged, exciting are you feeling versus is there anything that's popping up that you're going, eh, that gives me a little pause, gives me a little hesitation. I'm wary of, you know, whatever. It's it's a vanilla release of a game. It's not going to be super well balanced or, or super well thought of in hindsight. Uh, so I'm, while I'm hyped to you know experience it and see, have some fun with it, I'm also not like I'm not thinking we're going to see like the pinnacle of play or whatever in year one or anything like that. I'm I'm more of like I just want to enjoy the game and have fun with it. I am going to go and play a bunch, all the single player modes and go through all that kind of stuff. I enjoy doing that with basically every Street Fighter game. I played through every Street Fighter game single player wise uh, that's ever been released. I, that's just something I do. So th that stuff really int is interesting and draws me in. Um, but I'm I'm just with the history of this franchise and, and every fighting game pretty much ever released um, that first year is very rough from a competitive standpoint so I'm not super hype about that uh, I am hype about actually being able to play you though uh, because it, since the net code is going to be better um, and, and you and I have pretty darn good I've got a fiber connection you've got a gigabit connection and we're in California Arizona we can't play each other it's it, it's the, the net code in Street Fighter 5 is so bad it's a few states away and we can't play each other reliably and it's just it's like that is so pathetic um, uh, and so that's the stuff I'm really hyped about with, with Street Fighter Six. Um, but I, I'm also not like thinking. I mean, again, uh, competitive balance is going to be like, yeah. Well, 
and and I think that that's a given that and the the community is going to have a certain amount of buffer for that like a certain amount of acceptance for that like of course it's going to have issues like uh, now now maybe if like an obvious infinite pops up in the beginning you go okay you should have you should have been able to deal with that because we're going to have other things that, that creep up. So it's more of like if, if old issues creep up at the start, that's an issue. But if, you know, new stuff, it's, it's the vanilla version of a game. There's going to be some, some, you know, patience for that kind of a thing. And I think Capcom will continue to obviously to develop and, and balance further, but will it be fun on release? It's already, it's like, you know, there's an answer to a lot of the stuff we're seeing. The drive system goes deep, but you don't have to master it to start having fun. You know, it's, it's, you know, fun and intuitive from the start, but more time invested means more reward. So uh, those kinds of things look like what the Street Fighter six experience is offering us right now. And I'm, I'm excited to jump into it. I don't expect it to be perfect, but I also want to ask you guys, uh, what do you think the Street Fighter six experience is looking like so far? Is it just perfect? Are they, are they checking every box that they can right now? Or is there anything that you're kind of worried about that you see this thing go down and you're like, Oh, that's going to be a problem. Like for me, for instance, I think that maybe the fact that level three supers, uh, deal, uh, they, they take away from the opponent's drive meter while giving you drive meter, that might be a little overpowered. And it, it, you know, you have to see it in the context of everything else, but right now that's raising a little bit of a red flag for me. So, uh, you guys, do you have any red flags that have popped up thus far? Do you think it's the perfect game and it's going to be the, uh, you know, the, the, the second coming for street fighter, uh, let us know in the comments below. Uh, but yeah, so far a lot of positive momentum, it, it boding well at this early stage. And, uh, I'm, I'm optimistically cautiously hype. All right, there it is. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap us up for this week of Event Hub's Talking Block. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. Adios.